Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. My name is Martel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, or whenever you choose to listen to this. My name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. I'm really curious. Did you get that roar? Your 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 greeting roar? Did I get my greeting or roar? You like you like roared, and then I don't know if we were live yet, but I hope I hope the audience caught that. I hope they did too. <laughs> <laughs> just hopeful. Just hopeful. Okay, I'm finished. So um, today we're talking about some stuff. Uh, the topic is, well, the title is Matters of the Heart, the yes. crime before the crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one, um, this one gonna hurt. Yeah. This one might hurt. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off real quick. Um, cool. This topic... Matters of the heart. Um, it came through the other day. What was I doing? What was I doing? It's something that we've kind of ad- we've kind of addressed, but not fully addressed. Like we haven't we haven't we haven't unpacked it in this way. Um, yeah. What I mean by matters of the heart, the crime before the crime, is a lot of times you see something, you see someone do something, and it seems like a completely new thing like they like they completely have come out of nowhere uh they've never been like this before um i didn't know they they were capable of doing something like that or or saying something like that or it just seems completely crazy like out of their realm to you but oftentimes i see and if you've watched any crime show that's typically that's there you see it you hear a lot of stories like this but yeah um what we know, what we know from from reading, what we know from paying attention to what where these things come from, is they always take root um, from the heart, meaning that it was something that came before that. It wasn't just they woke up today and things were different. Chances are this thing has been building, this thing has taken deep roots, and it just so happened to find an opportunity or get to a, 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 its boiling point where. Yeah. Boom, the action is taken. It might have been a thought meditating for a long time. They might have yep. been t- taking small actions and then this just so happened to be the biggest one that they did. Or this just so happened to be the one that they got caught for. <laughs> the crime before the crime. That's what this episode is about. And um, you know, in you know, everybody doesn't have to. Everybody doesn't have to be on a crime show. Everybody doesn't have to do something heinous for this. Um, and I'm calling it a crime, but it could be, it, this could be, this could take form of a lot of different things in life, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of different things that we don't fully address, like a lot of different issues that we know might be an, a problem. You know, it might be something that we should take care of, but we don't. We let it, we let it just be the way it is. And then that thing grows, that thing builds, and then it affects certain areas of our life. And we not we might not even notice how it affects us on a daily basis. Or when that thing comes out, 
we might be a little shocked, like, oh my goodness, where does this come from? Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. It's been there for a long time. You've you've actually been nurturing this thing for a very long time. And when you didn't cut it off, when you didn't cut it off way back, it didn't go nowhere. So it was a part. Yeah, it it was a part of you. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like (laughs) you got a bump on your chest and you're like, oh, that's weird. And you'd never go get it checked out. And then you get, you have cancer later on. (laughs) Yikes. These things need to be addressed. But um, yeah. So Karen, thoughts before we go into some stuff. No, yeah. When you when you first introduced the topic, um, it's always funny because when you introduce the topic, I tend to like try to comb through my life and think of like, okay, where are examples like where I can like share my input on this? Literally yesterday, I I kind of uncovered like a crime that like I've been fostering um, without I want to say without really knowing, but hindsight of course is twenty twenty. But um, I'm excited to get into that because I I really am working on um, some actions to try to like pull out, (laughs) pull out the habit of like how I'm committing the crime before the crime and like thinking about what kind of environments I'm fostering that are in support of these crimes that have now shown their ugly face. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. It's like, it's not, it's not a, a, a battle that's physical. It's, it's more of a spiritual battle, a spiritual and a mental battle. Devil's not going to come up and directly punch you in the face, but he's going to convince you that you deserve to be punched in the face and that you should bang your head against the wall. Mm. You will hurt yourself more than, <laughs> more than, look, we always hear, this is a sidebar, but it's not at the same time. We always, when you, you know, if you go back, everybody talks about when you were a kid, um, if you could, if you were a super, if you were a superhero, what superpower would you have? Or like, what, what superpowers would you want to have? And you know, as a kid, you're thinking, oh man, I wish I could fly. Flying would be so cool. I can get from one place to the next place really fast through the air and I could see over everything. And then you got other kids who are like, oh, I wish I had super strength so I could pick up buildings and throw buildings and, and do all this cool stuff and smash, 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 whatever. And then we think of like, okay, so what superheroes are the strongest? Okay, we got like Superman, he, he can fly, he's got super speed, he's got super strength. Um, and he can see through things. He's got the laser beams. The ultimate superhero has to be Superman. Okay. But take that, take that, put it in the context of the Bible, put that in the context of real life. Um, the most dangerous of superheroes and the most dangerous superpowers are the one that the ones that control the mind. So mm-hmm. more so, um, Superman is not dangerous if I have mind control, and I can make him punch himself in the face. Okay. Superman is defenseless. <laughs> uh, mind control is so much more dangerous than this physical thing because if I can convince everybody on the planet of one thing or something that, I, that w- is beneficial for me, I rule the world. Superman has to actually, to fight evil, Right. If we're fighting good versus evil, if he has to fight evil, he has to go fight every individual villain one on one. I can obliterate the entire enemy with a thought. I'm dangerous. Yeah. He's not. And yeah. so the devil understands that. 
So he's not necessarily coming up and, and hitting people because that's dumb. That's, that's, that's barbarian. He's going to influence you through any channel that he possibly can. Any sort of anything in your heart that you might want to do or you think it's kind of cool or any sort of desire or craving or any sort of fleshly thing, he's going to get into that and convince you that you should do something that you know you shouldn't. And so when you go to, when you, when, when you think about that, okay, now the game becomes way, da- way more dangerous because it's the unseen enemy that's <laughs> instead of the, the right in your face guy with, 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 the, with the knife, right? Now he's coming through your phone. Now he's in your headphones. Now he's uh, at your job. Now he's in, on your podcast. Now, mm-hmm. he's, <laughs> now he's everywhere. And, and you just have to be able to spot where he is and make sure that you at your core, your foundation is solid enough to be able to spot it and then make a different decision. So we go back. What's there's the root of these things. Karen, do you yeah. have something? No, I, I was just kind of thinking about like, okay, so knowing all of this, your mind is the most powerful tool, right? Like that is the ultimate superpower. Um, a question that I was kind of like thinking about myself yesterday is like, okay, who's in control of my mind? Because like these thoughts are not mine. Like the mm-hmm. the way the way that I've been leading my life and the things that I've been plugging myself into, it wasn't going to come from any of those things that I was plugging myself into because I've been intentional about what I'm digesting um, literally and mentally. Right. So just kind of like an experience recently that I had, I was like, Whoa, whose thoughts are these? Like I was just bombarded with negativity and anxiety, like intense immobilizing anxiety. Like at one point, like I was having a hard time moving. So I was like, let me just sit still. Because if I take another step with these thoughts in mind, those thoughts are going to take control and I can't have that. Um, So I was thinking about, okay, so in the sense of what happened, right? So like there was an occurrence where, you know, those thoughts occurred and they were not mine. What was the crime before the crime that led to that? And I feel like um, it's funny that you brought up murder shows because they always do like, uh, well, like first 48 or like, you know, they try to like create a timeline of what may have happened that led to this person, um, you know, disappearing or um, being killed, unfortunately. So like thinking about, okay, like what is the timeline that led to this crime that you've committed? Right. Because it didn't just Mm -hmm. pop up out of nowhere. I I really love, I love what I love about the world as sinful as it is, things start from somewhere. They don't just pop up out of nowhere. You know, there's always an, an inciting event. So I think you were kind of getting into that. Like what, how do you, what's the crime before the crime? No, definitely. I mean, yeah. shoot, just staying on that same point with the crime shows. Look, I go, so when I hang, when I go to my mom's house and I just go to, you know, chill out, she, she likes to watch. And what I've noticed a lot of females like to watch these crime shows, but my mom in particular, she'll watch the shows where it's like the guy um, he one day went to his, he, he got off work, bought a knife and a shotgun, and then killed his whole family and buried the kids under the floorboards and then put his wife in a closet and tied her up. And then it's like, what? John was never like this. He was so nice at work today. I, I saw him earlier. How could he do such a thing? And it's like, wait, John was crazy for his entire life. 
like no one. <laughs> Let's not act like John just did this out of nowhere. John, John had an anger issue. John all John was actually extremely abusive to his family on a regular basis. That's mm -hmm. what you didn't know. John actually, when he was a kid, he used to go to the park and kill animals for fun. That's a telltale. Never one side. That's a <laughs> I mean, shoot. I mean, John, when, when he was in high school, he was bullied. He always thought about how he would kill every student that was in his class that bullied him every single day. He actually had it in a notebook. He wrote these things down, but he did he wasn't strong enough and he didn't know how exactly he could do it without getting caught. John, John found Susie. Susie just so happened to like him. John, Susie just so happened to be cool with his crap. And so they got married and they did the whole kid thing and they were good. And John found a job and it looked like this thing had been gone. But Susie pissed John off. Oh, man. And those mm. kids are annoying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. John has had enough. <laughs> John had enough one day. Then he started to make his plans about how he's going to get rid of this family. He's like, oh, man, you know what? I could just get I could just conceal that I've gotten rid of them, but I can't live with them anymore. And I don't I'm not thinking of any other solution because this is all that I can think of right now. And they need to just go. They die. The crime before the crime, John had something in his heart that grew. John had something in his heart that was evil. John had something in his heart that was dark, twisted, mm -hmm. crazy. But he concealed it or he just didn't have the opportunities to, for it to to blossom in his regular situation. He could be OK with it for a long time until that moment where he had he popped. But that yeah. pop only come that pop has has to have somewhere to come from. <laughs> the fuse was burning think, for a long time. I think that the crime before the crime can can be about what's already there that can lead to, you know, something down the line, but it's also about what's missing too. So like in this example that you're giving, like um, John, John was already exhibiting behavior that would indicate violence that would predict and lead to violence. He was, he was abusive. He couldn't hold healthy relationships. He, um, he had anger problems. He was killing animals as a kid. Right. So like, that's the telltale signs of like things that were present Martel, you still there? Uh oh. Okay, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be back. I'll just keep talking. But it's also about what's what's missing too. So I'll give a lighter example instead of a murder story. But um, <clears throat> part of one of my um uh, my side jobs is I like to help people out. Oh, he's back. Can you hear me? Thumbs up. You can hear me. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, so part of my one of my side jobs is coaching people through um, healthy lifestyle changes. And I always ask like a ton of questions so I can kind of get a feel for like where their um, their health knowledge is at. And sometimes a lot of people will tell me like, you know, what they're doing. Um, or they don't understand like why their body is still behaving like this. Like I eat healthy. But I'll also ask about what's missing. So I'll ask about things like, okay, for example, your sleep. Because a lot of things that are missing can also still paint the picture that lead to your current 
results, right? The crime before the crime. If you are missing, for example, healthy sleep habits, of course, you're going to have a hard time getting your circadian rhythms on during the day and like staying awake during the day, because if something is missing, that's going to lead to a result that's going to put you where you're at. It's not always going to be about what you're doing. It could be about what you're missing as well. So that's just kind of what I was thinking about with um, the example that Martel gave. Um, give me a thumbs up when you're back. I'm here. You're back. I'm here. Woo. Okay, cool. Did you hear anything? I can give a recap. I heard your whole thing. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So I was just saying like, it's also about what's missing too. So can you think of, <laughs> I really, I like our examples cause like they're contrasting, but what's an example for you recently? Cause you always have an inspiration for topics that we, that we talk about. What, what's been your crime before the crime recently in this season specifically? Um, the crime for me mm -hmm. before the crime. Yeah. I guess, um, geez, Karen. I mean, we can circle back. Would you like to? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of crimes. <laughs> jeez, jeez, you're you're arrested. You've confessed. I don't know. It's just um, let's go back to it. Deal, deal. Shoot, what's my crime? Oh, okay. So if you are following my life at all. Um, you would know that I have started like training full time um, to like become really proficient at my craft, which is track. Um, and yesterday I had a track meet. So I started my training like I knew I knew what to do as far as like, you know, warming up and everything else. Y'all, I get to the start line like where we're lining up for our heats. And it was a big meet, by the way. Like I had no idea it would be this big. There were like maybe 10 or 11 teams there. I was thinking it's going to be this little small meet, you know, couple of girls running. No. There were eight heats of <laughs> the 100 meter dash for the women. And if anybody knows what that means, that, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So I'm nervous because I did everything else to prepare my body, but I did absolutely nothing to prepare my mind. This entire time I've been like super, like very hyper focused on like training, like physically and being able to just complete the race physically. But I haven't, I've been missing out on training myself mentally. And thinking about, okay, you're revisiting something that you've taken a break from for a long time. You are not the same person. Um, the race may not have changed as far as like the distance of it, but like you have changed as a person. So I, I failed to create a mental relationship with myself as well as the sport to reapproach it properly. So in this case, my crime before the crime was avoiding the mental exercises that I needed to do, which led to my downfall. Like I was probably about like, two thoughts away from a panic attack. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But now we know, and I'm not committing that crime again because that crime decimated my my self-efficacy in myself. Like, and self-efficacy is just like your belief in your ability to do something. My belief was negative 12. If I would have gotten to like negative 15, I probably would have had a panic attack, which is embarrassing, but we're going to get there. I'm not going to hold that against myself because... Now I know better and I'm choosing to learn from it rather than avoiding it and committing the same crime again. 
So that's an example. Have you thought about your answer yet? Are you trying to move on? It's a deep question. It's a deep question. Well, it's a deep question, but it's also a, a personal question. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> um, yeah, no, I think. There's issues. We'll go to Galatians 5.19. Beautiful. This will help out. <laughs> now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, and... Uh, parentheses, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So when we talk about roots, talk about foundation, like where does stuff come from? Mm -hmm. We can we can definitely trace a lot a lot of the major issues down to to these things right here. They, yep. they I mean they've already been outlined. It's yep. like if if you know because all of these things can be seen on a, at a on a smaller case before they become big. So yeah. for example. You got like the in the exam in the crime example earlier, fits of anger. Someone who has an anger problem unaddressed, that anger problem doesn't just go away, no. it just lays dormant until they are angry again. Mm -hmm. And so if this person has an anger problem and they have a very they have a lack of self-control then that anger might cause then might move them to do something absolutely heinous like killing their family self-control fits of anger but like i said that the the murder the murder happens that that's the big thing that everybody else finds out about but the fit of anger is 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 the crime that came before that i don't i really don't believe that anybody does anything that far from who they are. Like, I don't think anybody does anything that brand new. <laughs> I think <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> like if the, if the guy cheats on his wife that he's been with for 30 years, he probably had thoughts way before that. He probably had a lust issue way before that and it's just laid dormant for a long time until becky showed up uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> now we got problems <laughs> yeah i really don't believe that there's there's a bunch of just new things happening like that because you know oftentimes when you find out or when like big organizations or corporations or whatever get taken down or, or there's a scandal or whatever you find out that it's it's all through the place or it's all in that person's history 
It's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Yeah, they did this thing. They got caught for it. But then when you look deeper into it, it's like, wait, they've been kind of doing this for a really long time. Just no one has said anything about it. Like, this is actually crazy. And then, and also the people underneath this person, they're completely fine with it because they kind of doing it too. And it's like, just a just a track record of, of garbage going on that and unaddressed issues, unaddressed, we go right here, sin, sinful nature, clearly evident, um, these things that come from the flesh were the roots of the issue. Mm-hmm. There was a, um, I was at my mom's house on Sunday and we watched um, Hillsong, Mega Church Exposed. Mm-hmm. First off, I need, I need everybody to understand one thing first. When they when they do these big documentaries or when they when there's these people on YouTube who make these channels dedicated to trying to expose pastors in different churches, what I what I really hope that people understand is some of these people, some of these churches actually preach the word. Like they actually preach the word. Like they 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 their congregation is learning and is being fed the gospel on a weekly basis. And they think that just because a church grows or makes a lot of money, or just because the pastor dresses nice, wears nice shoes, or has a nice watch or a nice car, or lives in a nice house, or lives a nice, uh, a really you know expensive life, they think just yeah. because that's the case, um, something has to be wrong. They think, like, my question is, do, are they supposed to be poor? Yeah. Poor and homeless and have nothing to wear and nothing to eat just because he's the pastor. And you can't you can't tell you can't tell me that a church is a terrible place and is doing the wrong thing just because they're a global church. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible says to spread the, the 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 word to every corner of the planet all over the all over the planet so they're doing exactly what they're supposed to as long as they are preaching the word as it is written you know and so don't shoot the people because they're growing and don't shoot the man just because he looks nice look the guy who was who he was before he had money and so because he has money he gets to do more of what he already liked to do he liked to dress up beforehand and so he has money, and so he's dressing up still with more expensive stuff. Get off of him. If they're preaching the word, let them yeah. do their thing. But yeah. so Hillsong Church, um, the big uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> the big thing was the uh, the the pastor of the New York campus. It was like Calvin Calvin something. He had. Uh, cheated on his wife and this was like a big thing and they were like oh my goodness that's this this church must have been terrible for i i knew it they're they're, you know everybody's just waiting for an opportunity because the church is really big and it you know there's locations all over the planet they're like oh he he uh he's the worst he this is this church has always been bad they've been always you know doing bad things and blah 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 it's like yeah okay you know, adultery, that is blatantly a, a sin. Like it, it's it's written in multiple verses. I mean, there are there are certain chapters 
uh, in Proverbs that are completely dedicated to <laughs> watching out for that. Okay. We know that's a problem. We know that is a problem. Every clip that they showed in this documentary, though, the man was actually preaching the word. Like he he was he was going from Bible verse to Bible verse in this thing. And so it was like it was almost like they thought just because he was a pastor that he was supposed to be Jesus. Like he was supposed to be perfect. His yeah. And it's like yeah. you you can't do that. You can't put that on somebody. It's like not. the pastor will make mistakes just like everybody else. I, I, of course, they're hold, they're held to a higher standard. I completely understand that, but when you, when you completely shoot him down, and then everybody around him, and everything that he's built, and everything that he's done, um, because he messes up one time, it's like, dang, you can't throw away the Bible just because one person messed up. The Bible is still the Bible. Yeah, the Bible still tells the truth, and the Bible is against what he did. But if he went and and they saved a hundred thousand, a million people, <laughs> those are good works. <laughs> yeah, that. But the that crime before the crime. Mess, I'm sorry. This this always messes me up because like people people have a very warped interpretation of like what the church is supposed to be, and it makes me so sad because that keeps mm -hmm. so many people away like not only away physically but like away spiritually because i've seen people have very warped expectations of like what the pastor or the minister or the first lady should like be like and it's like okay you're expecting them to be jesus that's that's not what a pastor's supposed to do like yes they're supposed to live a, a life that's you know um sanctified and like you know different from like you know the average people but that doesn't mean that they're not going to mess mm -hmm. up because they're still people they are still made of flesh. Their flesh is, is not like their flesh just doesn't speak to them because they're a sanctified person. No, they, they face the same battles that we do. And that just makes me so mad because like so many people, you know, will dismiss the need of like unity and church and assembly because of politics. Like if it doesn't do this, then it's not a, no, that's not the, but I'll say on that all day. Continue. The What's the crime? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, so like when you go back, when when they went into his past, it was like, oh, wait a minute. OK, so he was he was the player. He he was openly he openly admitted at one point that he was a player like that was his lifestyle. Um, and apparently he had a lot. He had a lot of issues um, in relationships before that, before he got married. And what it sounds to me and, you know, I don't know the guy, but <laughs> from 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 what it was from what they said and what he said it sounds like it was a it was a lust issue that was unaddressed mm -hmm. it, you know he never, he never actually solved the heart issue before he got into that marriage and before he started leading that church and so when oh man he cheated on his wife when that comes out it was like a big thing but it wasn't a new thing like it wasn't a it wasn't an event that was completely original, didn't have any roots at all. It had roots. It had deep roots and it had it had roots from his whole history. And yeah. it's like it just now it just now came out. It just had it had its op the, the devil found his route of how he was going to get in here and then can and then 
take down this man, but keep him um, at a point where everybody can see it so that everybody else can see and then think, oh, man, he's wrong. Everything he's been preaching is wrong and everything about it is wrong and it's all wrong and it's all crap and we can't listen to none of it ever. Yep. It was a hard issue. It was a hard issue. You can be a really good person and mess up. What do you do after that? Right? Yes, that's what's in your <laughs> What do you do after that? It's like you messed up. Okay. Okay, we messed up. Okay, well, you didn't learn. You have the ability to learn, right? You can mess up. Mm -hmm. You just have to learn from it. Yeah. Now, if you're a person who... There's a few things in here that, that I saw and was like, murder, before murder is probably hate or anger. Before uh, adultery is probably um, lust. Oh, wait a minute. You hear me, right? I can still hear you, yes. Okay, so before adultery is probably lust and a lack of self-control, before stealing might be jealousy and envy. Like these are natural things that add up. Like, I mean, simple math, one plus one equals two. <laughs> a history of a whole lot of, a lot of envy, you know, might lead to you doing something that's a little bit, you know, shady, you know? And so I think it's important for us to just address the, the issues that we have. Like the things that, that we struggle with, the things that we need to consistently repent of we got to make sure that we change our heart on the, on the matter. And mm -hmm. I feel like what I found of, of a few ways to do that is one, and this is just me. I, if I find out enough information on the thing, then I can start to rationalize why it is bad, why I should not do it. What, what, what it actually maps out to, and then it could help me to not, not do certain things and not take certain actions. And then also I could just find different ways of doing something um, that don't nurture any sort of uh, sinful behavior. Find another way to satisfy whatever it is being satisfied with this, um, with this crime. Mm. So changing the heart is a process. But it, it's a pro, it's a very it's a very 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 necessary process mm -hmm. because it always it 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 can it it builds if it's unaddressed yeah. it builds and mm -hmm. it becomes the enemy's opportunity to take you down Cause you might be good on nine out of 10 areas. Like you might be straight up solid when it comes to the, to the envy joint. You might be real good when it comes to the hate joint, self-control you on point, um, yeah. jealousy, you ain't worried about it, all that good stuff. But, but that, that 10th one was lust. You have mm -hmm. a, have, you're married with three kids and, and you've been married for 25 years and then Tammy shows up at work and she's looking at you a certain way. 
and you have all the opportunity in the world to go see Tammy. You're talking to Tammy every day. You mm-hmm. you you decide that you can go to lunch to t- with Tammy. Look, it's not it's not an issue, right? You're not committing adultery because you're going to lunch with somebody. Mm-hmm. So you start going to lunch with Tammy. Okay, Tammy wants to see what you're doing on Friday. You know, after work. Mm-hmm. You you say you know your wife she's out with the kids, so you can go. Ha- Look, it's friendly, it's harmless. You guys are just hanging out. You and a coworker, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You hang out with Tammy on Friday after work. Okay, now you're texting Tammy a little bit more than you used to. It went from like an every now and then when there was a project. Uh, now it's like an everyday thing. Like you, you're, you're checking in on Tammy. It's a normal thing for you to check in on Tammy. You guys are still going to lunch. When you leave work, you're texting Tammy. And then... And and then on the weekends you might you might you might find a situation or construct a situation where we, you can bump into Tammy. You know where she's gonna be at. You might even go to an event with your wife just because you know that Tammy's gonna be there. One day, you just so happen to take a few drinks on on a Saturday after a, a work event, and then you and Tammy do a little something that different. Your wife finds out. You actually, and the thing is, your wife finds out months later from somebody else. <laughs> mm. The kingdom has fallen. <laughs> yeah. And and it what where did it start? It started back when you you had a little crush on Tammy when she got hired in, and you never nipped that in the bud. You let it build. You let it build and it became something that now affects every other area of your life. Your kids are looking at you a certain way. Your wife can't stand your face. Your family is confused about who you are. Her family doesn't ever want to hear your name again. Your your, your other coworkers are disappointed in you, your boss is confused and upset that you, because you were an upstanding citizen, of course. But you did this thing. Now we all got to question who we think you are, and how valid your how, how valid you are, and and if you actually are an honest person or not, because you have now let this thing build up to the big crime. That's how sin works. It always starts, it starts with a question. <laughs> you know what also started with a question? <laughs> Eve sin. Well, I won't surely die if I eat this fruit. I won't surely die. I won't surely, it's, die. It's, I won't surely die. Lunch surely couldn't help. Oh, right. skipping one day couldn't hurt, right? Well, it's just one day up. It's, it starts with a question. It starts with a question. And then one question leads to another question. And then one question leads to another question. And then your final answer is, oh, look, <laughs> adultery or idolatry. There's And there's many examples. And I think I think the adultery que- uh, uh, example is a good one to show like how quickly things can snowball into other things. But that example, that structure mimics pretty much any other crime before the crime. In, in most situations, I would say. So Definitely. that was a good breakdown. It's a good breakdown. So 
kill those roots. <laughs> oh, pull, them up, pull, them up. <laughs> pull, pull them up. Pull them up. <laughs> Let them joints burn because you don't you don't want to see where it can get to. It's not gonna be good. It's not good. No. No. And you will be tempted and you will be tested. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're somebody who um has one of the giftings that puts you in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Trust me. I mean, David saw a lady through a window. Ooh. <laughs> and he lost a kingdom. And he was a really good dude. He was a friend of God. <laughs> yeah. There was that one thing. Devil found his way. Was, mm-hmm. That was tricky. Yep. That was tricky. Address yep, yep, yep. it. But that's this episode of the podcast. Um, Karen, do you have any thoughts before we wrap? No. Cool. Do you have some words of wisdom for this week? I do. All right. The words of wisdom for today are <clears throat> behavior is the mirror in which everyone shows their image. One more time. I thought you froze for a second. Behavior <laughs> is the mirror in which everyone shows their image. Behavior is the mirror in which everyone shows their image. So if I'm trying to break this thing down, behavior, behavior, the external things, the things that other people can see me doing um, is the mirror that shows my image. So my image must be who I am internally, who I really am. Yes. So my, my thoughts, the things that I meditate on, um, my, my natural inclinations, um, are reflected in what I do. So what you're saying is if if internally, if I'm, if I'm watching certain things, reading certain things, and I'm having certain thoughts that might not be right, might not, might be against other people, might be angry, might be hate, might be jealousy. If these things are now taking root in me and becoming a normal part of, of me, and it's what I think or what I go to naturally, at some point, this will be reflected in my behaviors. Correct. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Crazy. That's crazy. Well, this has been episode number. Um, I'm not gonna say the number. Um, but this is the crime. <laughs> this is this is um the episode of this podcast, the Young and Anointed Podcast. That's the name of the podcast. And uh, this is Matters of the Heart, the crime before the crime. I don't think we're done with this topic, but I'm not going to tell you when we're going to do it again. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And my name is Martel. And my name is Karen Hubbard, otherwise known as Queen K. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.